0: He is one of the best Ukrainian constitutional lawyers and experts in EU law. Yet he's also a founder of a mobile medical hospital which has saved hundreds of thousands of human lives on the front line since 2014. Today's Ukraine is a country where these social roles can be combined. You're listening to the podcast Explaining Ukraine. Pen Ukraine is a podcast by Ukraine World, a multilingual website about Ukraine. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. I am a Ukrainian philosopher, chief editor of Ukraine World, and president of Pen Ukraine. My guest today is Hennady Druzenko, a Ukrainian lawyer and a volunteer, founder of the Mykola Perohov First Voluntary Mobile Hospital, doing daily work to help evacuate and stabilize the wounded and sick Ukrainian soldiers. Ukraine World is brought to you by Internet Ukraine, one of the largest Ukrainian media NGOs. Before we start, let me remind you that you can support our work at patreon.com slash Ukraine World. We provide exclusive content for our patrons. You can also support our volunteer trips to the front lines at paypal.ukraine.resisting.gmail.com. You can find these links in the description of this episode. Drozenko, welcome to this
1: podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation.
0: So, we know each other for 20 years. And uh, uh, we I know you first as a lawyer, as a specialist in EU law, in Aki Communitaire. But now you are one of the most uh, known volunteers uh, during this war. You're one of the founders of the uh, mobile hospital, which is called Pademsha. Shah. Uh, the first uh, Mikola Perohov mobile uh, hospital. So you're dealing with uh, uh, helping the wounded soldiers.
1: Wounded and sick.
0: Wounded and sick. And uh, as far as I know, uh, your uh, hospital helped already 30,000 people. Is that correct?
1: During the big war.
0: During the Uh, big invasion, right?
1: Yeah. And altogether more than uh, 80,000, 85,000, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) tell me how how you actually started doing this and and why and what is what is the key to your biography?
1: Oh, no sense you just remind me how mature we are to say <laughs> and that is was one of the most unexpected adventure of in my in whole my life to say in American English there is a, like a special word annex. Which mean unexpected child, and as at the same time, uh, like an annex, like a next child to 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 the previous one. Uh, generally, uh, the people called annex the child who was born during the year after the previous one. So unexpected and annex as such. So for me, uh, the. Team or organization which we call pdm Shah, according to the Ukrainian abbreviation, Pirogov Fest Volunteer Mobile Hospital, is its real annex. Uh, beloved but unexpected child. Uh, exactly uh, now not exactly, but more than 10 years ago, when the Ukrainian students who protested on Maidan at the beginning of the revolution of dignity was brutally beaten by riot police. We consider it with my friends, what, how could we ca- help more than just participate in the big protest which came to the uh, square and streets on the December 1st. And I reminded my turbulent youthhood um, when sometimes he was beaten by riot police and de- decided it was like a lightning. Maybe medics should be uh, helpful. And I wrote uh, the small post in the Facebook that the medics let's gather together before the huge protest. And we hope we uh, we wouldn't be needed, but if we would, we will be nearby. And that was the start. About 30 medics gathered on the Mikhailovsky Square at 11 o'clock on December 1st, I remember quite well. It was one, not medic, but guy who uh, delivered some medical stuff, which was helpful. We divided this group of people for about 10 teams of three uh, medics. And some of them uh, intervened in into the clashes between uh, protesters and riot police near the presidential administration. So it was uh, since then, since December 1st, 2013, my fate, my destiny interpreted with, uh, first of all, uh, medicine, and then uh, a later, uh, a year later with the frontline medicine. But even more, this event changed the fate of my um, wife. You just mentioned that we... Uh, first met when we translated and looked for the apt uh, Ukrainian word for the uh, European terminology. And my wife uh, cooperated with me f- for a year because she knows uh, Polish quite well, I know English, so when we translated founding treaties of the European Union. But uh, unlike me, she changed his profession. She started uh, medical college in her 40s after the revolution of Dignities. Uh, was learning three years and became a felcher, uh, so something like a bit higher than in the medical hierarchy than the nurse. And uh, finally, uh, last about two years from the start of the full-scale invasion, she led our medical team on the front line. So it is really one post which changes the destiny of two people. <laughs>
0: So tell me uh, how the work is is going now and why the volunteer medics are needed on the front line?
1: That's a very good question and formulated exactly, uh, um, targeted. Uh, For sure, uh, I love to reiterate that my dream is the time when we, we, we will be uh needless uh, needless on the front line unfortunately just before the new year before this new year we crossed uh, like a number of 30000 uh, wounded and sick our medics had has have treated uh, since the february 24 2022 so uh, again unfortunately the war still brutal and bloody uh, every month we treated thousands of sick and wounded because why I stress this word sick because uh, most of media and that is quite natural focused on the uh, injuries uh, very um, emotional injuries when the young guy without the limbs but as well that uh, our soldiers, our defenders, and people who support them not the, like uh, gods and titans. They are human beings. So especially under this pressure of the stress, uh, a lot of people who need like uh, ordinary intervention of medic, ordinary treatment, and unfortunately we lost some good deal of uh, our soldiers because they were just ill and haven't got uh, in time treatment and healing so um, we work with uh, now we started with about 50 50 50 of our patients was uh, military guys combatants and other 50 percent was civilians now about 98-99% uh, of our patients are military Ukrainian defenders. We work with tens of different uh, military units, starting from the ordinary one and ending from four very elite like uh, units like military intelligence and special forces of uh, security service of Ukraine. And Military love us because we just save their lives. Moreover, we are very big friends, and sometimes they call us angels for the guys on the ground. And challenge for the people in the government cabinets because our equipment, our ambulances, our staff so uh, state-of-art, professional and motivated that sometimes we could just put some pattern for the following, even for the military units. That is our uh, twofold missions: to save the lives, for sure, first of all, and we are quite effective. That is number is very uh, insightful of that. But as well, we try to put new pattern in the frontline medicine.
0: You see this war from the very, from, from the hot uh, places. You see the wounded, you see people who die. And uh, I think that sometimes people outside of Ukraine or people inside Ukraine who are not on the front line just don't understand what the war is about. Uh, what can you tell to those people? What what can you say to those people? What they, what they probably don't understand when you're not on the front line?
1: First, just provisa, as we lawyers say, that unfortunately that is very deeply rooted in the human nature. I remember the war in Syria when the Russians brutally just killed thousands of people, and we in Ukraine, unfortunately, do not feel, didn't feel that is something uh, tragic nearby. Uh, so when the people on the West do not feel so brightly or do not so solidar with the Ukrainian uh, as we want, and I believe we deserve, unfortunately. Uh, as a schooler, I understand that this is deeply rooted in the human nature. But at the same time, that is not just the war for Ukraine. And that is my first message. Unfortunately, people who know history more or less well should know that uh, when the Russians unite or occupy Ukraine, the next... They do not, never stopped in Ukraine. The next would be Poland, and then could, they could visit the Berlin, and even once time they visited Paris. And Ukraine, because Ukraine is quite a big country and a big uh, population, which in case of occupation strengthens the Russian army very significantly. And the second uh, message is just about humanity. We fight not just for Ukrainian independence, for Ukrainian sovereignty and very natural right to decide about our future and our destiny. For sure we fight for these things, very fundamental things. But as well we fight for things which unite so-called West, Big West or Western world. That is democracy, that is human dignity and that is humanity. So, if we lose whole West, lose the battle for the very fundamental values on which it founded on. So, uh, when you help Ukrainians, you help yourself in a sense. And for sure we propose very different way to help Ukraine. Western government supports Ukrainian government by supplying us With very sophisticated weapons and huge big thanks for our Western allies for uh, supply us or our government rather with money. Because without financial help it was be far more difficult to survive. But we as PDM Shah Volunteer Mobile Hospital experienced fantastic solidarity from the Western people and Western corporations, Western institutions. Without your help, we never could manage uh, to treat so much people, because we have one of the best fleet of the extraction and uh, medical cars, including the most state of art ambulances, equipped with the Hamilton T1, with the Weyman ventilators and defibrillators that is one of the best or maybe the best in the world because one of them produced by the german another by uh, swiss uh, company which supplied american and swiss army and maybe another big name in the uh, medical equipment is ZOLL, which is american company owned by the japanese company so that Uh, You could choose when you want, prefer to fight and kill, because every war, unfortunately, about two main things, destroy and kill, unfortunately. That is the case. But you could support medics who save their lives, and you're welcome. You could support Ukrainian government, but as well non-governmental organization like our one. We are transparent we have a bilingual site you can we report to our donors what how we spend your money so uh, the people um, tended to think in the short period about Christmas about the birthday about uh, shopping about things like that but as well remember remember the lesson which was. Uh, deliver it to the Europe in the searches when the democracy since the in the short perspective Hitler seen strategically and that became disaster
0: what is for you a, a Ukrainian political culture because <clears throat> you are one of those who represent this self-organization movement this grassroots movement and um, it is true that, For many people around the world, this was kind of a surprise, how Ukraine organized itself so quickly in uh, February, March 2022. But on the other side, we, we see the deficiencies of this approach because a big hierarchized empire like Russia, you know, is able to think in the long term. It doesn't depend on the fatigue of the people because it uses violence to make them obey, etc., Uh, What is your feeling how how Ukraine can resist being this horizontal country, self-organized country? How Ukraine can resist?
1: I strongly believe that the formula of our uh, success, of our victory, is a tailor-made balance between self-organization, which we demonstrated whole world could be in Ukraine very efficient and very successful, but as well with the traditional governmental or vertical structure, because you couldn't run the war of this scale with Russian Empire or Russian Federation, if we say officially, without the strong and effective government. Because doesn't matter how effective self-organized even military or paramilitary units are. They do not, never have, a, like, a tanks, patriots, um, F-16, and things like that. That is natural monopoly of the state. Um, or even uh, when they have, it was like in Prigozhin case, it could be great huge troubles for the government and the, for the au- authority, authority. So that we demonstrated, for me, it was a great example of, synergy between self-organized units like our ones and the government units like a first of all military units but not just military units ukrainian railway worked fantastically in the first months of the war and managed a lot of challenges i do not believe most of the uh they vis-a-vis in europe or, or america could manage so successfully uh We, like, managed the mm, fuel uh, crisis in uh, May and June 2022. Finally, our business uh, became so creative that (laughs) uh, overcome... uh, the, the shortage of, of fuel, diesel, and petrol. So that New Post, our uh, one of the most efficient uh, carriers in the world, I believe, again supply uh, goods to the frontline cities a couple a week after the liberation of this city. But without government, it's just impossible to win. For me, it's very obvious. So that tailor-made. No, we do not have the already best possible pattern, best practices, so-called. We need to find this tailor-made balance between the government and self-organized business and NGOs, which e- which help us to demonstrate real miracles in 2022 when they all Western intelligence provides us, just discuss it, three days or three weeks we could survive. We demonstrated not just uh, defense of Kiev, of the capital, but liberated half of the territory occupied by the Russians in 2022. So that is the formula for me.
0: When you are on the front line and you talk to soldiers... Uh... What do you see now? Because there is a lot of, we see this change of attitude. There are many people who are talking about fatigue, many people who are saying, look, Ukraine needs to ensure the rotation and therefore the mobilization law, which is now discussed, which is probably very belated, uh, should ensure this that people who are on the front line, they cannot be there forever. They should be changed and replaced. Uh do you see a fatigue in uh, in in the army?
1: Sure, uh, a lot of even most motivated people are just exhausted. That is naturally the capacity of the people is not endless. Even we, we never like fight in the trenches as such on the battlefield. We work hard near the battlefield, but never in trenches. So even our medics, are, I myself, really uh, some. Experiences some disappointment, some exhaustion. Uh, So that is natural. And uh, I even heard some, like a joke to say, one of friend of mine who was volunteer uh, in the military unit and head of one of the legendary military units since 2014, he said, now there are three exits from the armed force of Ukraine. First to the... uh, uh, heaven <laughs> unfortunately the second one to the hospital and the third one to the uh, how to say to the prison to the prison sorry and that is not a good sense because we are not totally mobilized nation That uh, we need now more social justice social and that is what's mobilization about because we couldn't rely on some hundred thousand people who defend us on this huge line on the front line so it should be a next wave or rather waves of mobilization it would be far more just because now I say that mobilization became the duty or tax on the uh, on the poorness and some mm, Dignities, to say, because on the front line, the first wave, that is volunteers, very motivated, best people of Ukraine, and uh, some other waves, that is people who do not pay bribes, who do not have enough money to buy some special extension from the mobilization. And now mobilization should be, should became far more just and effective, because when some, my, or fellow like uh, warriors with a legendary brigade say they are supplied by the uh, parachutists to say uh, that special elite forces some guys after they 40s with bad physical conditions that is not right things so that the question and even challenge is very obvious and you are uh, right it's delayed it um, uh, how government is going to deal with it. I I'm hope, I really hope and call for them and even beg them publicly, do not think about ratings. That is unpopular now to be mobilized. Everybody who wanted to be mobilized already Uh, in trenches or die, unfortunately, or rather killed. Uh, So they should think like uh, about statehood, not about the next election. So that should lead that unpopular decision, but lead and demonstrate the example. So some uh, bureaucrats, some politicians should go to the front line and demonstrate that it's not just for poor people and big, real patriots. That is for everybody, because when, if we lost, lose Ukraine, they lose their positions, their political careers, their businesses, and, and so on and so forth. So that is, that is I say, ch- challenge number one now for Ukraine.
0: Uh, when you look at this war and you are inside, uh, how is this war different from the previous wars? And uh, maybe <clears throat> what... We are talking so much about NATO standards, but we also understand here in Ukraine that uh, it's it's a new war also for NATO, and uh, maybe Ukrainians already know much much better this new type of war than NATO does. what how How is this war changing? What is new in it?
1: That's correct. Uh, NATO never experienced a war of such scale. Uh, with the enemies more or less (coughs) in the same weight, to say, like boxers of the same weight. Uh, Because usually NATO, when they perform two operations in the NATO history, one of them in the former Yugoslavia and another in Afghanistan, it was like Klitschko against some small (laughs) 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 boxers that overhelmet forces. So that is the first differences. Maybe last war of such type uh, was in the uh, Korea in 50s when the both sides more uh, was were more or less uh, of same capacity. The second um, second notion, second observation: this war are really very technological. So we see that. Uh, how drones started to be used on the first months of the war and now prevail in every unit in Ukraine as well as Russia. Uh, and the sad part, that is not battles like near the course on the, or the Stalingrad, That far more effective to use small groups Three, five, ten people. Then they put thousands of people, hundreds of tanks on the battlefield, so that the logic of war have been changed. Uh, and we still discover this new type of war. That what is interesting, and we really uh, learning while working. Uh, just one very bright example. In our, exactly in our volunteer mobile hospital, we enjoyed some veterans of the Afghan and Iraqi wars of the Americans, Canadians, British guys. Some of them came here with a huge belief that now they teach us to how to deal with tactical medicine because they're veterans, they're from the elite armies. And all of them after the months in our uh, ranks in our team on the front line, return it back with a change in their mind. And they say, okay, guys, uh, you have a lot to learn from us, but as well, we have a lot to learn from you. And that is the formula. We really uh, need to learn from the best practices of the uh, British Army, American Army, uh, maybe French army and other army which have uh, like a war experience. But as well, we sometimes we demonstrate practices, tactics, strategy which really uh, far more beyond the NATO experience and capacity. One of the brightest example, our uh, sea drones which may be the best on the world now and really uh, made a miracle in the Black Sea. Uh, that is now a lot of articles in the Western press who are interested in. I just uh, refer you to this more uh, detailed text.
0: How Ukraine can win this war and what do the partners, the international partners of Ukraine need to do? Because, I mean, initially we said, okay, The West should supply weapons, 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 but then you're asking yourself, which weapons? Ukraine asks for many tanks and armored vehicles. We didn't, I think we didn't receive the amount that we asked and we didn't receive it on the right time in 2022. Now when, for example, in the south, uh, Russia's, Russia has mined all the fields so you cannot re- really break through with your armoured vehicles. And when, as you say, the war is dominated by drones and every huge, very expensive tank can be burned down by a very cheap drone, yeah. the question is how efficient it is. And, of course, it is still needed, but... Uh, in, in, in a system much more complicated system when you have air defense, when you have uh, already demining operations, etc. Uh, so we rather need to change approach. We rather need to say, look, uh, you need to you the Westerners and other countries like Japan or other countries which support Ukraine. you need to change your vision on this. You need to understand that this is our common fight and you, you need to engage into the way, how, for example, Ukraine produces its, its armaments inside Ukraine or outside and how it becomes flexible, uh, flexible in the way that uh, you need to adapt. And uh, the weapons which are needed now will not be needed in three months. So what, what message should we d- deliver to our partners around the world for Ukraine to win this war?
1: First of all, number, is, number matters. So that even though that the drones are very visible and sometimes game changer, still 80 percent, about 80 percent of killing, destroy, destruction, are made by artillery. The war still dominated by the air, artillery, and so uh, to shell, to uh, you need uh, shells, <laughs> you need like armament, and that why, uh, and that is one of the. Uh, Advantage of Russia—they produce and they buy millions of these uh, armament from Iran, from the North Korea, and that is our message to the West. For sure, we need some very sophisticated uh, equipment, like a Patriots, IRST, and things like that. But as well, we need just a lot of very quite simple shells uh, bullets uh, and things like that because every day you need just shell shell and shell so that uh, uh, the good news that is not something very state-of-art or uh, advanced technology we can and should it produce somewhere in the western ukraine or even better somewhere in the nato countries uh, and for me, it's I don't have an answer why we still experience a shortage, a lack of this quite comparatively simple armament. So it should be boosted uh, with the help of our partners, but as well by Ukrainian, our often efforts, because still, the, I believe, not less than 50% of Ukrainian artillery are Soviet-made, so that is quite well-known standard here. Another thing, uh, we couldn't win this country in the symmetric way, just when we... To say, which reminds that the Luzhin was right, World War One, when the people in trenches just kill each other, shell each other, destroy each other like uh, some defensive... Uh, Premises to change this war. I deeply believe we need some asymmetric uh, approach, and the weak, weak uh, weakness of the every tyranny is that the very small people decide for whole nation, for whole political community, for whole state. And just imagine when finally Ukraine produce. Uh, missile or drones, which destroyed one of the Kremlin palace or uh, part of the Kremlin, okay? It would be great success because maybe it changed it on the front line, nothing, but it would be symbolic victory, symbolic victory. So I believe we need to revive and in every possible way help boost our own school of missile production, of aerodrones. I just want to remind that at the end of the Soviet Union, our legendary plant uh, and laboratory, Yuzhne, or Pivdenmash, produced one of the best missiles in the world, which was nightmare for the Americans, like Satana, Skalpel, and other. Maybe some people who... Constructed them and produces them still alive. So we need just revive this uh, great school of the military, most advanced military ammunition. Uh, and for our Western uh, supplies, another message: keep supporting Ukraine financially, institutionally, and for sure we need weapons right now. So that by providing us with the means of the war, we quite aware that no boots on the ground, no military, NATO military boots on the ground, and that is our challenge to mobilize enough people to fight against Russia, but the people need their arms in their hands. Maybe
0: my last question, so the front line is a very tragic place, but at the same time, there is a lot of light there, the human light, so the people you meet there, the stories you... You know are incredible that these are really stories how ordinary people became uh, became extraordinary is that true
1: for sure I just remember a couple of stories from our own experience uh, 2022 May or June when the uh, Russian brutally shell Li uh, like a uh, hamlets and villages around it and we get calls that uh, children was wounded when we came unfortunately two boys were already dead and we delivered two sisters eight and ten years to the bakhmut still under ukrainian control at that time uh, and injuries was really heavy one of the, unfortunately one small girl, older one, died in the hospital, but another one was delivered by our ambulance, by our renewable to the Dnipro, which famous Mechnikov hospital. That is to understand that it's about 250 kilometers, quite a long way. And when our brigade, our medical brigade was driving back, they got the message from the hospital. According to our examination, she couldn't survive, but you did a miracle she would live and that is you know that is so great impulse, so great uh, impetus to 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 keep 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 trying, keep going uh, and another mm, example, because we just s- saved one life, but that is the whole universe. nobody knows maybe this young girl which survived uh, against any medical logic, became a Nobel Prize winner or just great schooler or a great artist. Nobody knows. And uh, another thing which really motivated me quite well, sometimes it is just, it seems like a miracle, We delivered uh, a heavy-wounded Ukrainian fighter to the Sloviansk hospital from the front line. And his heart stopped four times during the equation. And every time he was resurrected by our medics. And finally, when he was stabilized, he opened eyes and asked, "Uh, guys, what's the day today? He answered it. And he said, it is my birthday. And it was really his second birthday the same day. We even delivered a small cake with one candle to the ambulance and we have a video. And every time when I'm disappointed, exhausted, just have no enough means, I just see this video and say, like, come on, guy. we doing fantastic things. We save the whole universe because every saved lives, That is somebody' husband or wife, parents or son or daughter. And sometimes our medics, when returned back from the rotation to Kyiv and other cities, um, just meet, or rather met, they patient on the front line. And they feel like relatives. <laughs> they uh, give hugs to each other, they kiss each other. And that is really, uh, you're right, the war is very brutal things. I don't lie, I hate war but we have fantastic privilege. We really like swim in the popular love. Sometimes I stop during the summer to buy some berries and when people see that we are part of the defensive force, they just give this each us, And that is unparalleled feeling. You are really needed, you are loved, and you should go on, doesn't matter how difficult it is.
0: Eladi Druzenko, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Lord. This was a podcast explain Ukraine by Ukraine World, a multilingual website about Ukraine. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. I am a Ukrainian philosopher, chief editor of Ukraine World, and president of PEN Ukraine. Ukraine World is brought to you by Internews Ukraine, one of the largest Ukrainian media NGOs. Let me remind you that you can support our work at patreon.com slash ukraine world. We provide exclusive content for our patrons. You can also support our volunteer trips to the front lines at paypal.ukraine.resisting.gmail.com. You can find these links in the description of this episode. Stay with us and stand with Ukraine.